It's time for Unpopular Essays on Sports History with your host, Oz Davis. Question. Who was William Webb Ellis? Answer. William Webb Ellis, were we to rely solely on tradition, is the guy who, in his split-second decision, triggered the creation of not only the organized rugby for which he is credited, but also soccer, American football, and all their cousins. Webb Ellis got his early education at rugby school in Warwickshire, where 200 years ago, at the age of 16, precociously changed the history of sport forever. As a plaque on the school grounds reads, this stone commemorates the exploit of William Webb Ellis, who, with a fine disregard for the rules of football as played in his time, first took the ball in his arms and ran with it, thus originating the distinctive features of the rugby game, AD 1823. A statue of Webb Ellis on the grounds bears a plaque proclaiming him as the local boy who inspired the game of rugby football. Webb Ellis was first given credit for this evolutionary leap by a contemporary of his name, Matthew Bloxham, to the school newspaper. In 1876, 53 years after the quote-unquote fact and putting Bloxham at about 70 years old. Now, even if Bloxham was possessed of excellent memory, his judgment of the rules of football of his time may be well off. Before 1820, few organized matches of any sort of football were held between school teams. And for five decades thereafter, the rules for said matches were quite fluid, frequently hashed out verbally shortly before the match started. In 1895, the Old Rugbyan Society commissioned a report to determine an origin for the game. Two years later, the report, which contained solitary mention of Webb Ellis, was published. The Society figured that likely the rule at rugby school in 1823 allowed for a player to catch and pick up the ball, at which point he was obliged to drop back some number of steps before drop-kicking the ball in a style that's still used today. But despite the Society's own lukewarm attitude toward the Webb Ellis story, the aforementioned plaque commemorating Webb Ellis's unoriginal play was set at rugby school in 1900. Now naturally, this story is far too neat, too precise, and ultimately too good to be true. And just as naturally, it's been debunked for quite some time already by better historians than Oz Davis. The 1979 book on rugby by Eric Dunning and Ken Sheard, entitled Barbarians, Gentlemen, and Players, asserted that By giving pride of place in their report to the William Webb Ellis story, which correctly located the beginnings of rugby football in their school, the old rugbyans were attempting to reassert their proprietorship of the rugby game at a time when it was escaping their control and changing in ways of which they disapproved. In the opening pages of the 1997 tome, The Ultimate Encyclopedia of Rugby, notes on the origin of the modern sport, read in part, the only thing that is for certain is that rugby school's William Webb Ellis did not spontaneously invent the game when he picked up the ball and ran with it. Rugby was by no means the first code to involve running and handling. In fact, 
Before Webb Ellis did his party trick in 1823, all codes of football involved running and handling. Nevertheless, today, the winner of the Rugby World Cup is still awarded the Webb Ellis Cup. Yet, few outside the most ardent believers in the myth seriously accept him as the inventor of rugby, much less even a good player at all, necessarily. We do know that he played for the Oxford cricket team. An American born before, say, 1976, may find somehow familiar the William Webb Ellis story, even those who don't know a thing about the game. That's because America has its own fake sports origin story, which is dissipated from the public consciousness. Next time, who invented baseball? This has been Unpopular Essays on Sports History, a production of the Sports History Network. I'm Oz Davis, thanking you for listening, and tune in in a couple of days for another Unpopular Essay.